When you feel God whispering to your heart to do something that is outside of your comfort zone, what do you do? Do you bat it down with excuses and try to rationalize it away? Or is your yes on the table, ready for whatever adventure God has for you? Today, we'll be talking about what we do with the opportunities the Lord gives us and what having your yes on the table looks like. And I couldn't think of no better person to have this conversation with than Abby Cash. Hello. She's the little sister to Anne-Marie Ainsworth and a senior occupational therapy student at ULM. I interviewed her sister, Anne-Marie, earlier this season on Sovereignty. It was a great conversation. So if you guys missed it, go back and check it out. It's pretty good. But back to Abby. Against many objections from her school advisors, she spent her summer doing something out of her ordinary. She spent it serving in camp ministry. So, Abby, you had quite the summer. Tell us about it. You know, what made you decide to serve at Pine Cove and how did you hear about it? So a guy in my life here at church would announce it literally almost like every Sunday. For a while, something that I kind of just like ignored, you know, it's kind of one of those like repetitive announcements you don't really listen to. But one Sunday, <laughs> yeah. it kind of just stuck out a little more than normal to me for some reason. And it was like, maybe this is something that the Lord might actually really be calling me to. And then after life group that same day, a girl in my life group came up to me and was like, Abby, have you ever thought about working camp? I feel like you'd really enjoy it. Yeah. So, so at that point, you're like, oh, this must be a sign. Yeah. I, know. I was like, OK, maybe I should actually start like kind of considering yeah. this. So I started looking into it like a little more and the Lord just kind of kept putting it in my heart. And finally, I made the decision. I was like, OK, you know what? I'm just going to go for it and trust him with it. So Wow. Awesome. So for people who for the people who don't know, like, where is Pine Cove and how long has it been around? And like, tell us a little bit about Pine Cove itself. Like, Yeah. So clearly it's a Christian summer camp for kids. It goes on pretty much all summer. You have different weeks to go to. But they have mm-hmm. a good bit of locations, actually. There are different okay. ones for like different ages throughout East Texas, and there's mm-hmm. some in Central Texas, and then they actually kind of have like a new one in Georgia now. Oh wow, mm-hmm. I did not know that. Okay, I, the only part I knew about was the East Texas one. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you know why Pine Cove and not a local camp? You know, we have a few of those around here. Mm-hmm. You know, like Seeker Springs and Camp Chioka. So why Pine Cove and not one of these other ones? Honestly, there's never really a reason I didn't do Seeker Springs or Camp Chioka. Really just never really heard how to, how to apply to it and was never really reached out about it. So oh, Okay. All right. Well, that's fair. So you said you looked into Pine Cove. Like, what were some things you were looking for? Like, when you looked into it, you're like, what was going through your mind when you were mm-hmm. doing that? Really? I had never heard, like, a ton about it just because it's not a super big thing in Louisiana. It's yeah. a really big Texas thing, you know? Yeah. Like, if you want to do camp ministry, like, Texas is a place to it go. Is. It's just a whole culture over there. Yeah, yeah it's it pretty is. pretty awesome. I loved it. But, yeah, it's not really a thing here. It is yeah. Like, yeah. So, I was really just, like, looking into what it's about and stuff, like, time links, like, how far, how long I'd be away, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And then, how far is it? I can't remember right off the top of my head. So, to, it's... The camp that I was at was right outside of Tyler, Texas. So okay. it was about a little over three hours from yeah, West Hunter. Yeah, about the, I thought it was about three, three and a half. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Just make sure I was on the same page there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so, you know, was being a camp counselor like something you'd always wanted to do? So it has always been something that kind of interested me, especially growing up and like going to summer camps. I still remember mm-hmm. like some of the things that my counselors told me when I was a camper. But I also didn't want to work camp just because it was something that like I enjoyed, you know, because I liked going to camp growing up and stuff. But I wanted to do it because I wanted to share the gospel with kids and stuff. So mm, yeah, you know. So what about sharing the gospel with kids? Like, just got you that thought. Like, you know, what about that made you get so fired up about it? Really, I mean, just 
praying that kids would get to experience the love of Christ. So like I got to experience at my age and stuff and mm-hmm. that I was, you know, I realized lately how like what a gift it was to be exposed to the gospel at such a young age and stuff. And so like praying that like mm-hmm. I would get to help kids experience that too. Yeah. And just be able you know, help them make it more real for them. Mm-hmm. You know, like and I just know in my experience too, because I used to be a camp counselor. You know, I started off at Secret Springs myself, the local, but yeah. <laughs> not to rub it in or anything. But yeah, like it's something special about seeing a child come to Christ and, and yeah. knowing that from that point on that, man, their life is in a good tra- mm-hmm. trajectory, like yeah. a lot less baggage to carry. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So what age group of students were you with? So the camp that I was at was eighth and ninth grade. Wow. And so it's really like 13, 14, mm-hmm. maybe occasionally you might have a 15 year old, but okay. right in that age area. Wow. So is that like a special age to you? Is that part of what drew you to go to that particular camp or was it something you were just assigned to? Like how mm-hmm. did that work out? So when you apply, you were able to kind of uh, put down like an age group that you would be, that you're interested in or might mm-hmm. hope to kind of be counseling at. Mm-hmm. And so I did put down junior high in that age you know, yeah. that I would like kind of provide that and stuff but really it was just because like I remember that age you know and like how like what a pivotal time that age time age is you know yeah so. yeah a lot of a lot of question marks going a around lot so good a lot of insecurities yeah. about mm-hmm. everything yeah okay so how did you know that this is what God wanted you to do so I didn't really for a while like how I said earlier it was something that continued to be offered multiple Sundays until I really just like listened for the first time we talked about this a little bit in my Bible study at camp, hearing the Lord's voice. And it really is something I struggle with at times and have to kind of question myself. Am I listening to the voice of others or even my own voice? Or am I listening to the voice of my shepherd? Like in John 10, how it always says, sheep only know the voice of their shepherd and never follow a stranger. So hopefully I'm slowly becoming more more like a sheep. <laughs> yeah, man, John 10, that's such a good passage. Like, oh, let's, you know, can you read that for us? Yeah, so John 10 verses 1 through 5 says, I assure you, anyone who doesn't enter the sheep pen by the door, but climbs in some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. The doorkeeper opens it for him and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought all his own outside, he goes ahead of them. The sheep follow him because they recognize his voice. They will never follow a stranger. Instead, they will run away from him because they don't recognize the voice of strangers. Wow, it's good. It's good. So this passage, you know, that, that talks of Jesus being the good shepherd. You know, I encourage anyone listening today to read the full passage, the verses that you know, to about the whole passage about Jesus being the good shepherd mm-hmm. is it's in John 10, but this is verses one through 21. So we're just looking at a small bit here but to get the whole picture. I encourage you guys go back and read verses one through 21 for that in the book of John of chapter 10. So in those passages, you know, he talks of the character and the purpose of the shepherd and how his true children will know who is really speaking to them and what is the truth, you know, but his true sheep know their true shepherd. So if you're one of his and you're his sheep, you're going to know his voice. You're going to know what the truth is, you know, and you're not going to recognize like the, the things of the voice of culture and the voice of our deceptive hearts mm-hmm. are going to sound strange to us. It's going to make you pause and say, what? I'm not sure about that. But when you hear like the real truth of what God wants us to do, yeah. that becomes clear and that becomes louder. Mm-hmm. Or that's been my experience. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Abby. 
But even though you knew like this was God wanted you to do, like, okay, you came to that conclusion, I'm going to do it, signing up, you know, did you still have fears about serving? You know, did you have any hesitations? Oh, yeah, of course. So I'm a big family girl. And if you know me, you know that I'm literally absolutely obsessed with my baby nephew now. And <laughs> Little so- Cash. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shout out to yeah. Cash. So, and this meant that I had to leave him for, for six weeks. So that was definitely mm-hmm. hard. Like, you've been thinking about it. I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to leave them, you know. But there was also something that I was like willing to miss for a few weeks if it meant that I got to help go and help other experience the love of Christ and having the support of my family also helped a ton. Yeah. Good deal. And then, I mean, I also, of course, had like the hesitation of like, am I able to do this? Am I truly equipped for this? And I kind of came like the real realization of like, mm-hmm. the truth is like, no, I'm not equipped for this, you know, but I have the Holy Spirit within me and, mm-hmm. you know, he is more than equipped for it. So yeah, he's going to prepare me and just having that, that confidence that yeah. God's going to pull through when I need mm-hmm. him to. So that's great. I'm glad you were able to have that. But did this also affect your schoolwork and your graduation timeline? Like, I know you're a senior this year, and like, mm-hmm. I heard a little bit of chatter about this. It's like, oh, no, this might affect Abby in some way. So, yeah. like, can you tell us about that? Like, Yeah, so that was also definitely a hesitation for me. So, I'm in the OTA program at ULM, you know. And so, that requires us to do eight weeks of clinicals in the summer and then eight weeks of clinicals in the fall. So... Being that I was going to be gone this summer for camp also meant that I would be missing my clinicals. And so that's having to push them back in the fall. So I ended up having to currently doubling up on my clinicals right now. And Mm -hmm. so because of that, I'm doing like full continuous clinicals throughout this fall semester and stuff. And so there's a chance like if something happens and I have to miss a few days and I might not have my grades put in in time, which could put my graduation into jeopardy if I don't finish in time. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, yeah it was definitely yeah. Uh, something I struggled with, you know, because I was like, I really don't want to, you know, I mean, what if something happens and I don't end up graduating, you know? You just graduate in May. Yeah. And so that was the thing. It was like, I mean, if it happens, then. But yeah, like, it's not it something you want to do. Back, yeah. So yeah, it's just set back, mm-hmm. you know, that really a sacrifice. Yeah. You know, but. I think it was worth it. You know, do mm-hmm. you think it's worth it? Now, like looking at like on the outside of it and stuff, I'm like, for sure, it's totally worth it. Awesome. So, so you know, this leads to my next question. So what gave you, you know, that attitude of that yes on the table attitude? Like, how did you still, you know, you, you look at all these things that might mm-hmm. could happen for your graduation. Yeah. You had your own little reservations. Like, am I good enough to do this? Mm-hmm. Well, not really. Uh, I have to leave my family for an extended period of time. That's not really ideal either. But how are you still able to have that yes on the table attitude? So really just like continuing to have the affirmation from the Lord, like gave me a ton of peace about it and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then also like when thinking about the whole graduation thing, I was like, if the Lord wants me to graduate in December, then no matter if I work camp or not, then I'm going to graduate in December. And if he wants me to graduate in May, then whether I work camp or not, I'm going to be graduating in May. And so I was just kind of trusting in that. Okay. Yeah. Just trust in like, you know, God's sovereign. It'll work out. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. At least you get to graduate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> yeah. Eventually. I mean, what's the rush? <laughs> yeah. Just money, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But that's good. Though. I mean, that's another, like a measure of faith too. Like that God, God still mm-hmm. has your best interest. Yeah. Heart and he's going to, he's going to see it through mm-hmm. no matter what. So that's, that's good too. So how was your actual experience? Like, you know, how did God stretch you? So, uh, I honestly experienced way more than I even like thought I really would like going into it. It was a lot more challenging than like I expected, but like in the best way possible, just by 
pulling you out of your comfort zone, you know, because that's where like true growth happens is like when you're outside your comfort zone. But you're just like constantly on the go from like early mornings, late nights, and then you throw in middle school girls in the, in the mix of it. And so it was honestly just like to the point where it's like, like, wow, I cannot do this on my own, you know, and you're almost kind of forced to just like depend on the Lord because he's the only one that can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I feel like he calls us out into the deep, like the deep waters where we just really just flailing around out there mm-hmm. just so we can see how much we really need him. You know, I, I kind of think God's love language is quality time. Like, what do you think? Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, another thing was just like kind of come to the realization of like, hey, like all these kids are coming in and struggling with things. So like I honestly didn't expect them to like anxiety or depression, you know, and yeah. like I'm, I'm not the one that can like cure them from that or bring them the kind of peace that Jesus can when they're struggling with their parents divorce or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. But the Lord can, you mm-hmm. know, and so in his power, like coming to know that his power is perfected into our in our weaknesses. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like. I know for myself too, when I was a counselor, you should like pray, Lord, Lord, please give me the words to say. Cause mm-hmm. when it came to that time of visitation sometimes and like, okay. And then they're coming to yeah. me in a group and I'm like, I don't know what to say. Yeah. It says lyrics like, Holy Spirit, please like speak I, through me because I ain't got yeah, it. Yeah. It's like, Jesus loves you. And mm-hmm. I just kind of start with that. Yeah. And then I'm like, and I hold my Bible and I'm like, Lord, yeah. <laughs> show me where to go. Because <laughs> I remember I, had, I used to have a lot of anxiety for that. But, you know, I will say the more times you're able to do that, the better yeah. it gets with yeah, that. Yeah, for like, sure. And then it's just a blessing to see God really changing the lives mm-hmm. of young people. And it's just cool mm-hmm. to like, See the Lord like truly just speaking through it. You know, it's like yeah. not even like your own words mm-hmm. and stuff. But it's just the yeah. Lord speaking through you, being a vessel to these kids. Mm-hmm. So. You start looking around like, where, where, did, where did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> that, I did not say that. <laughs> where did that come? Yeah. It's really cool. So I'm glad you got the experience. Yeah. It's, it's really a, a great thing. So honestly, another thing was just like, you know, how you talk about like speaking to those kids and stuff was mm-hmm. also like sometimes difficult when you really didn't get the outcome that you want from mm-hmm. them. Like, yeah. Sometimes they didn't accept Christ, or but I also had to learn learn to trust that planting seeds is enough, and that the Lord can like continue to water them even when they're not at yeah. camp. You know that the same God is at where they are at home. Yeah, so. and that's that's a really that's a really great thing, and I feel like everyone could have that reminder because I know we all know at least one or two people in our lives that we wish would come to know the Lord, mm-hmm. or we're like, are we have we said enough? Have we done enough? And you know, really just hearing you talk about that just makes me think about my parents for a minute here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just know there's been times like where my mom has told me this or that, the other. And in the moment, I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm kind of disagreeing with it. I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. You know, but, you know, I'm a grown person, married and, li- you know, don't live with her anymore. So a lot of times, though, those words stick with me. Mm-hmm. You know, the impact of people's words, I, I really can't be discredited because, yeah. you know, even that, hours maybe a day or two later i actually might change my mind to what my mom mm-hmm. had said to me before not even just my mom just people in general too like it take, might take a few days to sink in but later i'm like you know they were right and then i changed my ways or changed what i was thinking unfortunately they don't see that like they don't yeah. get the, it was days later and mm-hmm. like they don't see the change it had in my heart or they don't yeah. see the change in my actions that like, okay let me go do this or that what they mm-hmm. had said for me to do they didn't see that but the change was there yeah and all of them all it was was them saying what they had to say days before. And I feel like that's the same for like our gospel conversations, you know, like mm-hmm. you said, like you got to be faithful and, you know, spreading the seeds out of gospel truth mm-hmm. and just being faithful, just knowing that God's, you know, God's word doesn't return void. Yeah. You know? And like, that's like a prime example of like, 
how conversations don't really like just in there, you know, mm-hmm. but like the Lord can continue to like stir in their hearts even after the conversation's been over for two weeks or however long. Yeah, you know? however long. Yeah. So, so just good knowing that, you know, at some point that's going to stir and you got to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm glad you got, had, got to have that experience as well. Yeah. So what else, like, what else did you experience as a counselor? So another thing that was kind of like big or like a struggle with like between counselors might have been just like, honestly, comparison was something that a lot of the girls kind of struggled with at camp. Mm-hmm. And like, thankfully, it was something that we were able to all kind of relate with each other, you know, mm-hmm. and like able to talk about and all be open about it. And just discussed how like, how really like when we're comparing ourselves to each other, like comparing yourself to man is literally the same as like comparing yourself to a broken standard. Mm-hmm. And then like, another thing yeah. is like, once we're truly standing in all of the Lord, like our mind and focus doesn't even go to ourselves anymore. And like comparing ourselves to another girl or another counselor, but it, your focus and mind just goes to him and it takes away all those thoughts. Yes. I just really beautifully said there, Abby, because wow, like looking at other people is looking at a broken standard. Like that's mm-hmm. not the standard yeah. at all. Like that's not, you can't, you can't compare yourself to that because you shouldn't. Like it's not even a real standard. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. I think that's really awesome that y'all got to talk about that, mm-hmm. you know, it's such a, I just, you know, here I am almost in my mid thirties here and I'm like, man, what a power it is to be rooted in the security and knowing who you are. Yeah. And who your identity is founded in. Yes. That mm-hmm. God created you. You are enough. Period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> period. <laughs> you, know, <I'm> like, <laughs> you know, like you are enough. You're created with purpose. He loves you. You are highly valued in period work, mm-hmm. you know, like, but we don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, we, we rob ourselves and stuff, and yeah, we rob ourselves so much. Like the peace in that, and how much you can just mm-hmm. go through, and it gives so much calm. Like I see it more now as yeah. the older, older I get of how impactful it is to know, to know who you are. Yeah, you know who you, you are and who you are. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm glad y'all get to have some of those conversations. Yep. All right, so a lot of good wisdom there. Out of all the camp experiences, you know, you just described. What put you out of your comfort zone the most? Honestly, I think, so kind of touching on what we just talked about was really Mm -hmm. realizing that a lot of the things that I was speaking over my campers and stuff, like encouraging them Mm -hmm. to believe, like I struggled believing like in myself and stuff. So like when I'm encouraging them to, you know, Mm -hmm. trust that their identity is found in Christ and, you know, you don't have to compare yourself to each other and stuff that you are enough. It was just like, you know, I'm telling these them these things, you know, and encouraging them to believe believe them, but am I truly believing them myself and stuff? And so like I really was just kind of came to like that realization of like, you know, I should believe that for myself too. You know? Yeah. It's like almost an encouraging word for yourself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. A yeah. little bit of conviction yeah. there. So <laughs> Yeah, but I feel like oftentimes that's how discipleship works, you know, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's like circular. Yeah. Know, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, how has camp changed your life so after camp i really feel like i just came to the lord like on a whole nother level like mm-hmm. and not just like who he is but like knowing his heart you know because for a while at times it was like i kind of felt like i was like in a relationship with him you know but it was like i didn't know who he truly was yeah 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 you know like there's this friend that you call sometimes and you're just bored or you know, your level of friendship wasn't that deep, you know, just that mm-hmm. friend, of, friend of convenience we sometimes Yeah, have. like, when are you, when are you going to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, but I'm glad, so I'm glad I got to go a little bit deeper and, and realizing more about him that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Psalm 86, 11 was also a verse that I kind of clung to at camp, you know, 
It says, teach me your way, Lord, and I will live by your truth. Give me an undivided mind to fear your name. Mm, that's good. That's a really good one. I think there's a longer version of that, like Psalm 139, but I like this one, how it's short. Mm-hmm. Like This is something I probably can memorize for myself. Yeah. Yeah. It was really just something that I like began praying, like my mind wouldn't be divided among these things, you know, like part mm-hmm. of me longing for Jesus, you know, then part of me like desiring the things of this world, you know, but that I would just like truly just the desire of the Lord fully because you don't get to experience like the true love of Christ if you aren't wholeheartedly pursuing him. Mm-hmm. You know? Amen to that. Mm-hmm. I feel like people don't think about that enough. Like they say, oh, I don't really see God moving in my life. Well, are you really looking for him? Yeah. You know, are you really like, Are you truly him? listening to it? Yeah. Or are you just wanting your wish list provided? Mm-hmm. Like, because there's yeah. a huge difference oh, between that. Sure. A vast difference, you know, wanting your wish list and versus wanting to see him and really see him work. Because God, God's always at work, always at work all around us. You just got to open our eyes and be willing to jump on board. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, answering your question again about how has camp changed my life was Mm -hmm. also like really like the transition was kind of weird, you know? And so it was also just like coming to know like you have your own ministry, like wherever you are, you know, you're Mm, not just at camp, you know? So like witnessing to others can't stop once you leave camp or once the summer is over, you know, bring it home. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's just for the summertime. It's it's a life, Mm -hmm. you know, it's everywhere. Yeah, such a good word. Yeah, like the ability to share Christ and minister to others is not just bottled up or for only at camp or just at church or overseas. Mm-hmm. You know, people in America, everywhere need, need Jesus too. Uh, it's just wherever we go, you know, God has adventures everywhere for us. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's a good word, Abby. Thanks for sharing that. So what is your future like now? So right now, you know, like we talked about earlier, I'm in the middle of completing my 16 weeks of clinicals and, you know, with the hopes that that all go well, I will graduate this December Mm -hmm. or May. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) And then after that, I'll take my board's exam, uh, pass that, Lord willing, to get my license and then maybe get a job after that or where the Lord decides to take me. So, yeah. Yeah. So the possibilities are endless and open. Mm -hmm. Awesome. That sounds exciting. Are you excited? Yes, I'm definitely excited. It's honestly like I I feel like I've been talking about it for so long. It hasn't like kind of came real, you know, yeah, it's like, like kind of like, seemed oh, like yeah, something yeah. like I talked about was never really going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just like surreal, honestly. Yeah, to get to that point. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. All right. So what would you say to someone that finds himself in a you know, situation that's similar to you? I would say if you feel the Lord is calling you to serve, then serve, you know. Especially Mm -hmm. while you're able to, because one day you might not have the time to serve as you do now. Giving of our time can seem like something that's not a huge deal, but it's also definitely an act of obedience and shows what you truly value. Yeah, it sure does. And that's a lot of wise words here. Mm -hmm. A lot of wise words. And, you you know, you can always tell what we treasure the most by how we spend our time and what we spend our money on. So thank you. Thank you for that reminder, Abby. (laughs) And thanks for coming out today. Like, you know, your story of obedience is just truly inspiring. Well, I thanks for having me. I'm so glad I got to share my story. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, there you have it. The reasons to say yes to serving always outweighs the reasons to say no. So be on the lookout for God's next adventure for you and be ready to say yes. Just ask Abby. You won't regret it. My name is Abby, and this is my story of the middle. This is your host, Brandy Bostic, and you've been listening to the Up From The Up podcast. Next week, we'll hear from Rhonda Moody. She's on staff at First West as the Connections Coordinator, and we'll be talking about the ins and outs of discipleship. 
I'd also like to take this time to give a little shout out to my author friend, Jan Franklin. Her book called Trading Bright Lights for Lightning Bugs is now out and can be purchased on Amazon. It looks like it's going to be a great feel good story. My copy comes in soon and I can't wait to read it. You should go get yours too. Psalm 40 verse 2. He brought me up from a desolate pit, out of the muddy clay, and set my feet on a rock, making my steps secure. 